Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Tonight's show from Danger Danger, Ted Poli. From the Talking Metal Forums, Eric Kluber. And Rick DeLuca of Spread Eagle. And now, your hosts, John and Mark. Nice. Thank you, friendly. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Eric, also from the band Gypsy Hawk, by the way. Correct. Yes. of Overloading. Yes, correct. We are listening to a little Bill Ward. This is off the Ward 1 Along the Way record, and it features the one and only Ozzy Osbourne on vocals. We're going to get into this in just one second. John, how you been, all right? I've been doing great, Mark. It's great to be back here on Talking Metal Live. Yes, it is. And we'll also be podcasting this, of course, in the near future. But for the time being, we are just going out live over the live 365 stream located on markstriegelradio.com. It's the stream A that you'll see there. And uh, yeah, so let's get ready to rock. We'll hear a little Bill Ward right now, followed by Motorhead. And then we're going to come back and talk some metal with you guys. Thanks again for joining us on Talking Metal Live. Yeah. 
listening to Talking Metal Live. And now, your hosts, currently cleaning pizza out of their teeth, Mark and John. It's good. The pizzas, they're mini square pizzas. Yeah, I like these square pizzas. It reminds me of some of the pizza I get back in Pennsylvania. It's really good. It tastes great. Squares. It's called Lazar's. Very good. Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal Live. It's great to be back with you guys. And things are just, uh, I think, maybe taking a turn here at Talking Metal. Uh, I updated the RSS for the Excellent. first time. Congratulations. Uh, on my own, thanks to John. We have revised the site. It's now simplified. It's a blog, or, oh, excuse me, a website. And um, we hopefully will, you know, get back to um, doing more podcasts, which brings me to uh, what we've been talking about on the forums, guys, uh, the pros and cons of talking metal, <laughs> not to be confused with hitchhiking. Right. Roger Remember Waters. That, movie? Yeah. that was and a record movie? record. Was it a <laughs> record? <laughs> I don't remember the movie. Uh, it may have been the, you know what I was thinking of, The Hitchhiker. I do know the Roger Waters album, but one of the great shows was The Hitchhiker. That was on HBO, I believe. Uh, no one, uh, I was just talking to my wife about this the other day. No one hitchhikes anymore. Correct. That was a 70s thing. Yeah, I think it was even before then, because like my grandfather used to hitchhike you know, across the country, but yeah, no one does that anymore. Yep. Wonder why. There's a lot of maniacs out there and killers and stuff, so I guess that's why. Hey, which brings us to New York news. Have you guys heard any updates on the Long Island serial killer? Uh, no, I have not. I've I not. have. Have you heard Bud Friendly? Uh, no, I, I haven't, but I enjoy cereal every morning for breakfast. Yeah, I hate to, <laughs> I hate to mention this, but uh, the last I heard was that there were possibly... Uh, two suspects and I'm very sad to report that these two people of interest maybe they were not considered suspects were actually involved in the law enforcement now I'm not saying that because you guys know I am 100% pro police but that's what I heard on New York News yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me but um, who knows hopefully they'll get to the bottom of it let's jump over to the pros and cons of talking metal on the forums we have a lot of people checking in with um, with what is currently right and wrong about talking metal and <clears throat> chief back first the pros yeah well chief back checked in uh, sometimes i feel you guys hold back on your comments i understand you have to be tactful about some things but and then um let's see i think more off the cuff remarks and opinions uh would liven things up a little bit what do you what do you think about that he's probably right but uh on the other hand Usually, An off-the-cuff opinion about that comment? He's a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. I, no, by the way, you told me to start with back. pros, which I started yeah, with cons. With the con. No, you know what? It's true that uh, I think people want to hear our honest opinion. And in in the my case, I, I do give my honest opinions, but usually we only have people on Talking Metal that we like. And right. we only book people that we like. So we're generally going to have good opinions about the people we talk about on Talking metal. Yeah. As opposed to like booking somebody and then as soon as they're off the air going, boy, that guy stinks. You know, we yeah. really don't generally do that. Now, I know he also pointed out that he likes the talking metal on location while drinking. And a lot of I think people have have maybe wondered because I've actually been doing more podcasts than you, John, if if we're not doing as many of those uh, because of you. And I actually think that's more because of me. I, it's just nearly impossible for me to get a night out um, with two babies at home. And, right. Uh, 
you know, this is this is a rare thing here to have me out. And I've never once in your defense called you and said, let's go down to Rudy's Bar and Grill and, uh, you know, do a podcast and have you and had you come back and say no. Um, So thank you for defending. me. Oh, no, I think I think, you know, in time, hopefully we will get back to those. Those uh, definitely. I remember Xavier when we were, um, you know. Yeah, that was funny. With uh, down. What was that bar? 119? Yeah. Yeah. 119 bar. Yeah. Um, That was a classic. Good good times hanging out at the bars and definitely. Those are fun. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that at some point we'll do some of those podcasts again. But like like you said, you've got a lot of responsibility now and you've got uh, two two children at home and a wife and uh you know, you guys know that I have about four different jobs uh including talking metal and uh it's just a little hard these days to do it. So that's why we love getting together, uh, talking about alive. And we really just will jump at any chance that we can to physically get together and do podcasts. We're going to do some podcasts where we're not in the same place. And now that we have the new website, uh, you know, we're going to try all kind of cool things like maybe throwing up little mini podcasts and putting up other little comments and news stories in that homepage. So we got a lot of stuff, uh, you know, coming at you. Exciter checks in and says he really misses and, and, and enjoys more than, uh, actually he doesn't say he misses them, but he says he tends to like the longer format shows hmm. where we do <clears throat> retrospective type interviews. By the way, guys, if you haven't noticed, I'm sick. Uh, it's like cold. Sorry about the voice, but um, he likes it like the Carmine, uh, Carmine Rob Halford, the yeah. Dawkins stuff where we really talk about the old days. He He really liked that Carmine interview that we did. I think we've had Carmine on a couple times. Two now, times, yeah. yeah. He's great. He's a great guest. Uh, I mean, he's had so much history. It's, you know, we love doing those type of interviews, and and we like doing interviews with young new musicians as well. And, um, you know, like I said, we're we're gonna get back into things. We're kind of we got a revitalized website, and that's gonna allow us to do a lot more. We figured out how to do podcasts where Mark is at his place and I'm at my place, so that's cool. Uh, we're still gonna do Talking Metal Live, and then we're gonna try to throw some of these, uh, you know, hanging out at bar podcasts. Yeah, so. hopefully we'll get back to that. Yeah. And by the way, uh, guys, I'm I'm a little bit sick too. Uh, I've had a swollen shut eye for the last few days. It's actually opened up now. It kind of opens up, uh, you know, in the afternoon and then by the morning it's completely swollen shut again. So, hmm. uh, taking medication and, uh, hopefully in a week, uh, I will be back to normal. Now we have uh, Sergeant Politeness. Uh, I have no health problems to report. <laughs> That's yet. good to hear, but friendly. Yeah. Sergeant Politeness has checked in on the forums and he's, states that he just no longer downloads the podcast because of the guests and possibly the way it is it's evolved just uh, a lot of people i'm not interested in is that is this still a pro no this is this is a cons this is there a are I'm no focusing, pros. definitely con i'm focusing more on the cons here um i love the, the podcast that was two guys shooting the shit about their favorite bands a talking metal toast uh good idea Let's we'll do, do one anyway right yeah yeah. Cool. Cheers. Cheers, uh, everybody. Drinking Heineken light here. Um, yeah. So he loved the podcast. That was two guys shooting the shit about their favorite bands. 
uh, I think some of your success changed the way you guys approach the show, Mm. as I suppose it should. (laughs) I I tell you, I feel like, if anything, it's been the lack of success. Success, um, The the success has changed me in uh, countless ways. (laughs) I've noticed your dress has changed. a monocle and a top hat. And I'm still as stoned as ever. Right. There you go. Um, Yeah. So, uh, okay. uh, The success. I can tell you one thing. We don't make any money at this. It's quite the opposite. Um, So, I I don't know. There was the little fuse thing. Uh, I don't think that changed things, in my opinion. No. And if you listen to the most recent shows, and maybe, maybe people don't like that we've had, you know, Barren Earth on or something like that, but... We do enjoy, at least I enjoy some melodic death metal, but in general, we play the old shit. We play right. stuff that's more, you know, uh, you know, straight ahead metal, if you will. Who, yeah. Who's that one from? That was from Sergeant Politeness. That's what I thought. Well, you can call an ass because he doesn't listen to the show anymore. Right. Anyways, Is he yeah. on here or are you reading like his forum post? I'm reading his forum post. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know what, uh, Sergeant Politeness, in case you happen to ever hear this at some point when the podcast is, uh, you know, when you download one, I mean... I think you do have a point that, you know, we used to have a lot of fun doing this and we still do, but maybe it's changed a little bit. I think, I think a lot of it has to do with our jobs and our personal family lives and stuff like that. Like, like I was saying, and like Mark said with his family and with me with four jobs and, you know, it was great when we were just doing the Fuse show and, you know, we didn't have to go to work every day and do other things, but, um, you know, that, that didn't last, uh, you know, that long and, and we all have to go out and make a living, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and I, in his defense, Sergeant Politeness came back a day later and said, after rereading my post, I want to say that I think TM is getting some great guests. Okay. I don't want to imply the quality wasn't there. I appreciate the hard work you and John put into the show. I just might not be into every podcast. Oh, that's cool. Sounds like he's sobered up. <laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. That's, that's a total valid point, And I think that's very good. And, and guys, you know, I don't regret anything that's happened to Talking Metal through the years. And, you know, I'm very happy that after the Fuse uh, shows, Talking Metal went on to do actually seven episodes of Headbangers Ball, which was great. That's an MTV2 show, uh, my favorite show growing up. And, um, you know, in fact, we did se- we were on seven episodes of Headbangers, and we only did seven episodes of the Fuse show. Yeah, so. well, the Fuse. I mean, the Headbangers things though were throw. I mean, they yeah. weren't like full episodes; they right. were just little, little things, thirty yeah. second clips. You know, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, that is a good point. Um, I don't know how you pronounce this guy's name. Fleisch Gerush. Hmm. Um, he from Germany checking in. Flesh, flesh. Garouche. Uh, you know, anyways, he uh, he would like it if we skip the music-based episodes. There's enough music content out there. Find some new or more extreme bands. Uh, the Casey Chaos interview was uh, a highlight for him. Cool. Well, that's um, good. Get those people in front of the mic. Uh, do specials on different styles and or history of metal. Uh, do specials on different bands. Start uh, an episode spanning quest like the hunt for the Metallica interview. I like that idea. I like that idea. Reduce solo episodes to a minimum. John slash Mark talk is definitely one of your strong points. It doesn't even have to be about metal. Oh, okay. That's cool. You know, all these opinions are great. 
Right. Bring back the jams, but with new people, uh, which I would love to do. Yeah. And I thought, why don't we have a jam here on the live show today, which we've done in the past. But t- quite frankly, the jams are just they take so much preparation in advance um, right. uh, <clears throat> to do them the old way that we did when we were doing the Fuse show. But it's a good idea. And I, I would, you know, in the past, we have done a few acoustic live performances here at the by. by- <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I'm alive. Mark is um, okay. He's yeah, not dead. just a, a strange burp type of thing happened. Little square pizzas. Yeah, there you go. We have done some live stuff here at the Bionic Studios, but um, uh, uh, and I think we should get back to that. You know, maybe we should have Cubo yeah. and Bumblefoot come and Dan Lorenzo jam, jam some songs with us here in the studio. That would be fun. Is there any way that we can ever do like an electric thing in here? I don't know. JD is saying yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We can do- JD, the engineer with us here tonight at Bionic, is saying yes. So who knows? Let's yeah, do it. Sounds good. Let's do it. We'll make it work. Um, Stay tuned, Metallica- Germany. Yeah. Metallica <laughs> underscore 87, who is currently in the forums. How are you, dude? Uh, the live shows. He loves those. They're highly entertaining, not only to listen to, but to participate in the chat. Which we are doing today. Yeah. I especially love the episodes where you and John drink a little too much and have some drunken fun. You know, those are fun, but like, again, it's it's hard to do that now. Another Stay tuned. Uh, it's happening tonight. <laughs> yeah. Another pro, Bud, on the live shows. I, I don't know if he's referring to... Bud that he has or Bud I friendly. think he's referring yeah. to Bud friendly. Yeah, okay. Uh, perfect. That's com- definitely a pro. Yeah. Perfect comedy relief and can bring some more insight into different opinions into the interviews that aren't always brought in. Uh, very good. Very good. And he goes on a lot of stuff. Uh, cons, the level of activities here on the forums lately. Yeah, we've spoken about that. You know, I, I do think the forums has uh, has uh, gotten quieter for sure. But it's like uh, Spinal Tap says, right? It's it's not it's a, more selective. It's a more becoming selective. more selective. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there you Our go. Our fans are w- w- more selective. Yeah, there you go. The talking metal fans are are definitely becoming more selective, selective. and uh, that's okay. And uh, speaking of Spinal Tap, did you know that Ian Faith used to live in Hoboken? No, who? who? Ian Ian Faith, the manager of Spinal Tap. Oh, okay. His real name is Tony Hendra. I believe he used to live in Hoboken. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is a great very good fact. And um, yeah, and uh, Dr. Love, of course, checking in, uh, saying that uh, having two kids myself can't understand how you managed to put up Talking Metal and Mark Striegel's show. Man, it doesn't cost us a dime either. So he doesn't want to complain at all. So so, uh, thanks for all your comments, guys. I know I skipped some. I didn't hit everyone. And you guys uh, in the forums are definitely our our fan base, even though apparently some of you no longer download the podcast. <laughs> right. We we appreciate your support um, and hope to uh, have you back as listeners on, on the uh, Talking Metal podcast real soon. Yeah. So anyway, why don't we do something where you throw out something, Mark, uh, something that happened in metal recently, and let's just talk about it. Anything that comes to the top of your head. Uh, I would like to also point out that Velvet Roses is uh, in the chat room while currently being in class in uh, New, oh, New, in New Zealand. Zealand. Yeah, that's so pretty that's amazing. Crazy. Um, I'm, I'm going to type her a little message right now. DJ Weiser checked in in the chat room. Uh, I love Bud. He is always awesome. I love your podcast. Thank you, DJ Weiser, who also does his own show. Which we Thank you, DJ Weiser. Yes. You're awesome, too. Always. 
Uh, so what what has happened in metal recently? Yeah. Uh, Anything? Mm. Well, there's always stuff happening, of course. We, um, let's see, we could talk about... I have a confession to make. It's it's really bad. I missed the most recent Ramstein show at the Meadowlands. They played about a week or two ago. And that's really bad that really? I missed it because they are great. But I did just see them at the Garden like a couple of months ago. So, guys, if they come to your town, you cannot miss it because it's a very rare occasion that Ramstein tours, uh, you know, in the U.S. They do more touring in Europe and other countries. So... If you get a chance to see Ramstein on this current tour, please go. I guess, you know, they, uh, the one thing is um, Dio now has been gone for over a year. Wow. Which That's hard a to lot believe. Of people talking about. So it's, uh, it's kind of interesting. And the, I think the, the final new song probably we're going to hear from Dio appeared recently on the new album by The Rods. Correct, which I just recently got. Yeah, it's actually right here. It's right, in I front of me. It's that. called The Rods Vengeance. I don't know if we're going to get to it today, but um, definitely uh, check it out. Right. Ozzy Osbourne has re-released the Blizzard of Oz and, and I guess Diary of a Madman. Are, now tell me exactly what the story is on that because I, I actually he, don't know. Yeah, he's there's like some documentary stuff about it and uh, he's, uh, you know, bonus bonus footage, documentary stuff on up on YouTube and he is re-releasing the original versions of it. That's I guess what I was going to ask. the original so, Max Norman mix and it's also the original Bob Daisley and right. Lee Kerslick, uh instrumental parts which had been removed, which Ozzy, again, in his book, said he was very much against and didn't agree with. So wow. shouldn't be too much of a surprise that those are coming out with uh, the original tracks. Right, that's cool. He also says in his book not to get a vasectomy. He does say that, yes. he It doesn't it doesn't quite shape up to the way it used to be. No, wow. no that's what he says, yeah. Huh. That's what he says. Good point. And, uh, Sharon's had his balls the whole time anyway, so it didn't matter. Right. Well, if you read the book, actually she hasn't. There were a few, uh, he strayed a few times from <laughs> her through the years. So uh, once actually thinking that he'd contracted AIDS during one of his Yeah, affairs. I think I remember yeah. that. Didn't he take a test and yeah, it came and back that he had AIDS? the test got messed up and it came back that he had AIDS or HIV, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Ozzy Osbourne. I'd, I'd love to get him on the show again yeah. at some point. Although um, tonight, Ted Poley, <laughs> <laughs> Eric from Gypsy Hog, and Ron DeLuca. From, Rick DeLuca. Rick, oh, Rick DeLuca. <laughs> Rick DeLuca from uh, Spread Eagle. Spread Eagle so. just, I'm sure you're still Ron. just distraught over the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Maria Schreiber yeah. story. Yes. Distracted. Uh, uh. So what do you think about that? That's, that's a Arnold, good topic. Good, good friend of Axl Rose. I keep... Yes. Uh, I keep imagining them in happier times, but I, uh, for some reason, just keep seeing He-Man and Skeletor. I can't picture them at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, you went a little Bill Cosby crazy, I guess, had a kid, you know, on the side and covered it up. But, you know, I, I don't know what to, to make of it. I know Arnold was the man who um, personally called Axel and convinced him to do a song for what was that end of days was that the movie yeah, yeah. end and, of days uh, it was the only song axel released between that was the oh my god right? and, and chinese democracy oh, yes wow not including of course the leaks but um yeah so uh how about we get into some music right now don dockin 
a little Dawkin, George Lynch, McBrown, Jeff Pilson. Classic Dawkin. Yeah, Into the Fire, a great, great song. Talk about your earliest Dawkin memories, John. My earliest Dawkin memories is that a friend of mine, his name was Mike Corsi, was a big George Lynch fan, and uh, I saw the Break in the Chains video. And Ah, yes. What, what is the video where... Uh, George Lynch, when he was going to play the guitar solo, broke his... Yeah, breaking was that breaking the chains. The chains? Yep. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he pulled bro- off yeah, of a he wall. Broke he broke the a chains. chain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was great. And and so that, and I remember George Lynch had that uh, two-tone hair. It was, like, blonde Mullet on top. two-tone, and, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then right after that... Uh, I remember the video where, where they were on the back of the flatbed truck... Uh, that yeah, that would have been two albums that, later. Two I albums think, later, right? Right. yeah. That was, was that under, that was um, it's not love, right? Right, under, right, right. Uh, Lock, uh, lock and key, yeah. And I remember Off that there, there was a thing, I guess, on that third album where they all suddenly had super like rock big hair and stuff yes. like that. The yeah. first couple albums they really didn't, but then they had a third album. They come out with some crazy, you know, some you know at the yeah. time it was the coolest look, you know. Yeah. So I, I like Dokken. I, I I think what's neat about Dokken is not only did were they kind of a band that was in that '80s metal kind of a category, but they they were great musicians. Like George Lynch, still to me, I think is one of the greatest uh, heavy metal guitar players of all time. Definitely. This is Into the Fire by Dokken.
All right, this is Talking Metal Live. Now, Mark and John. A little Sunset Superman off the Dream Evil album by Dio. Today's date, May 17th, 2011. We lost Dio May 16th, 2010. Wow. Yeah, Boy. so... In some weird way, to me, it feels longer than a year. I don't know why. You know, for me, it feels shorter than a year. Really? Okay. I can remember exactly where I was when I heard the news. I think you called me or somebody else. I think maybe Mike Lincoln texted me, and then I mm. called you up, and you had heard it. And then I talked to Ace a couple of minutes later, and he, he, he was like, wow, that's really sad. And he had heard it. So was Ace a fan of? Uh, of I think Dio? he was. Yeah. yeah, because he was like, "Man, did you hear what happened to to Dio?" Like, yeah. and, you know, you, you might not necessarily think that Ace might be up on all that. And although they were both like you know hard rocker guys back in the seventies, yeah. Right. So. Yeah. So he he definitely uh, you know was was touched and he was saddened by uh, by that. Such a uh, an amazing talent. I, I do I do feel like I, I listened to the song on the Rods record. I forgot the name of it, but uh, let me see if it says here. Um, yeah, the code it's called that 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 his his vocal had definitely in the last few years, um, or maybe it was only the last you know two years, had definitely sounded a little different to me. Not quite as. Um, uh, that like a ripping aggressive edge that that he had on Sunset Superman, which he was probably already like forty in his forties by that point, mm-hmm. early forties, uh, was was if not let's see or if not older. Uh, that but that aggressive edge, I think I felt like even when I saw Heaven and Hell uh, live, I felt like there was that 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 just tearing sound to his vocals that that he didn't have those last few years. Uh, you know and. A lot of people disagree with me because they're like, oh, he sounded just like he did, you know, in, in, in Unholy Diver. I, I don't know. I don't think he did. And I wouldn't expect that he would at, at that age, you know. Um, right. But uh, definitely still such a great songwriter. The, the you know, some of the, the stuff he, he put out. I actually, I mean, the Heaven and Hell stuff was great. But I actually thought he put out a lot of great music later in his uh, solo career. Um, like One More for the Road. Which was off of what album was that off of? That was off of. Uh, damn, that was off of. I don't have it on my iPod. I'm trying to think of his his last uh, record. Mm. Huh? You know, some of you know, just like we were talking about the uh, old talking videos. Uh, at that same time. I had some of my best metal memories, and and some of the Dio videos. Master of the Moon. Master of the Moon. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just love some of those old videos. Like, I think Last in Line was just such a great video. They had that little kid. You remember that? Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I remember Dio, I believe they were all on Rock Palace. Did, you, did we ever talk about the show Rock Palace? Yeah, they were. They did, uh, what did he do Did he do Rock Man Palace? on a Silver Mine? No, I thought, yeah, yes. He did yeah. Stand Up and Shout, uh, I believe Rainbow in the Dark, and then I... I feel like he did a little Heaven and Hell, Man on the Silver oh, okay. Mountain medley, maybe. Oh, okay. yeah, I don't know. Although maybe it was just Man on the Silver Mountain. That I'm was not, back with Vivian exactly. Campbell. What, is, what was the deal between him and Vivian Campbell? Yeah, well, he, you know, they obviously did did not uh, see eye, eye to eye after Vivian left the band. And, and, <clears throat> and Vivian always tended to, you know, 
downplay or even talk down the work that he did on uh, with Dio. Wow, um, that's weird. And you know those, especially those first two records. I mean, I even liked you know um, the Sacred Heart record, which I believe he played on and then left after that and did not tour. But those those three records were just so great. I mean, really, I'm I'm looking at you know a list of of all the Dio solo records right now, and they were they were all so incredibly strong. Um, Dream Evil, Lock Up the Wolves, some two great, great records. I remember Lock Up the Wolves was one of the first CDs I ever oh, bought. Wow, that's yeah, cool. that came out in 1990. Houses of the Holy was the first one I bought. And I believe Prince 1999 and Lock Up the Wolves were like uh, two of the, the second and third CDs. You know, that I my bought. first CD was Kiss Asylum. Really? Wow. Yeah, for some reason, that was the only CD that was available by Kiss and then uh, later on other ones came out uh, but yeah for for a while I think the only seat that was available was uh, Kiss Asylum now that was an interesting record because that was Kiss Asylum had uh, um, Tears Are Falling Tears Are Falling and what else hmm. let's look it up uh, it started out with uh, King of the Mountain. Yes, that, which was an awesome, awesome yeah. song. And, and a great little drum intro by Eric Radar Carr. for Love was on there all, yeah. all night. Uh, all night, yeah. right. Yeah, Love is a Deadly Weapon. A lot of great stuff on that record, though. Who Wants to Be Lonely was a Yeah, was an that was a cool too. Yeah, I thought a much better record than Crazy Nights. You know, it was different. I happened to really like the Crazy Nights time because I saw Kiss a bunch of times on that tour, and that was when... You know, I first met you up at Berkeley and we went around to shows and stuff. But uh, I, you know, again, I liked all that 80s Kiss stuff, like from, you know, Lick It Up, Animalize, Asylum, Crazy Nights, Hot in the Shade. But I think we got a caller. Yeah, we got Eric on the line. You can put Eric through um, if you're listening. Let me, let me uh, put him through. Hello, Eric. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Good. How are you, man? Thanks for checking in with us. Yeah, absolutely. We're just on route to Madison, Wisconsin uh, from St. Paul, St. Paul. Erica, it's John. Do you have a, a gig coming up tonight or tomorrow? Yeah, we're playing tonight. A place called The Annex in Madison, Wisconsin. So, uh, yeah, we're on uh, en route right now. Excellent. Great. So, Eric, just for the Talking Metal listeners who have no idea what band we're talking about right now, let's let's talk about your new your new band. If you can tell us the name of the band and uh, a little bit of history behind the band. Uh, I know a lot of our listeners know you from uh, White Wizard and also Overloaded, but who are you playing with right now? Yeah, right now I'm playing guitar for Gypsy Hawk. And Gypsy Hawk's been around since about 2008, and it was put together by Eric Harris and Andrew Packer. And Eric uh, used to play bass for Skeleton Witch. And uh, like I said, that we was started around 2008, and put out a record on Creator Destructor, uh, a label um, based around San Francisco, called Patience, Perseverance. And uh, so right, I've been with the band for... Uh, Three months now, and we're doing what I believe is their fourth uh, U.S. tour. It's my first with the band, and it's a completely DIY underground tour. And you know, we're we're going out on our own and playing all kinds of cities, and it's just set up through contacts that uh, people have made of people within the band have made over the years. And it's been going outstanding. I, I don't know exactly what number we're on right now. I think we're on our tenth or eleventh show at this point. 
up a little bit. And uh, as far as the sound goes, it's a, a bit. It's like very '70s influenced with uh, a lot of the rock bands with a punk metal delivery. Very cool. And and the the vibe. Uh, I know. I know. It, in some actually the last project you were in you i, I kind of when we hung out and partied with you i kind of got the rest of the vibe that the rest of the band really wasn't partying that much and i know john and, and you and myself were sitting there drinking beers and i, I felt like the other guys were kind of uh frowning on us is is that is, is that a, is it a totally different vibe in this band <laughs> definitely yeah this this tour is called the defenders of good times tour good good and uh and basically, you know, we get our shit done. We uh, we get to every show on time and load in all our gear and uh, play a kick-ass set, and then we party our ass off. I mean, that's that's what we do. Yeah, and and why not? I mean, because if if you're if you're delivering the goods, why not have a good time while you're doing it? You know, right. it's like as long as it doesn't affect the performance. Oh right, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's that's one of the differences in in Gypsy Hawk, you know. And so we've been having a great time uh, playing all kinds of different shows. Some of the clubs have been kind of your standard uh, clubs for touring bands. Those have been in like San Francisco and Portland and Seattle. And we've also played a lot more of like off off the beaten path type of clubs. But it's not a club. We played like a basement party in wow, Missoula, Montana. That's cool. We played like an art gallery that had that had a live music room. Um, and every single one of these shows. It's been incredibly well attended. It kind of blew my mind because, um, like I said, it's it's all underground and DIY style as far as how it was put together. No booking agents, you know, no management, nothing like that. Just straight from the band. And these guys have done you know three tours previously, or it's either three or four, and and so they built up a good foundation. But they have a really solid underground buzz, and um, so we play with a lot of bands that are just really on track and, and fit the style of Gypsy Hawk. And we find a lot of people are just, just really hungry to see this band and been buying the fuck out of our merch. That's really been just blowing my mind. I mean, we're almost almost sold out of merch, and we're only like two weeks in. That's awesome, man. Cool. Congratulations. And, and we're going to play some music by Gypsy Hawk in, in just a few minutes here, but I wanted to ask you how you would personally describe stylistically the style of, of Gypsy Hawk. Well, the the style, if you really break it down, it's, it's incredibly complex. They put a lot of thought um, into the songs. Uh, there's a lot of key changes. The riffs are played only a few times, you know, rather than just having a chorus riff, a riff excuse me, like a verse, chorus, bridge, or a verse, bridge, chorus. Um, there'll be, you know, 8, 10, 12 riffs every song. But you'll never notice it just by listening casual, which is a real perfection as far as, uh, you know, the song, songwriting art they have down. Um, stylistically, um, like I said previously, it has a lot of influences within the rock genre, meaning a lot of 70s uh, rock bands. And I mean, there's so many. And a lot of the more obscure 70s rock, in fact, one of our friends in a band called Glitter Wizard that we performed within San Francisco made us a mixed CD, and we've been listening to it like every day of just like a lot of obscure 70s songs. Um, and and these guys really know that field. At the same time, um, everyone comes from a metal background. So as far as the, the delivery and like the tone and stuff like that, uh, there's a punk rock metal delivery as far as the attitude and energy. Cool. Well, that comes it up. 
Excellent. So where is the best place for the Talking Metal listener to check you guys out online? Is there a MySpace page or website they can go to? Well, the Facebook, you know, it's um, a Facebook page, which is simply Gypsy Hawk USA. Um, There is a Bandcamp page, which is, um, actually, it's not bandcamp.com slash Gypsy Hawk. They do it differently. It's actually, you know, Gypsy Hawk slash bandcamp.com. And that one, that site has like nine songs streaming up there. There's also, I believe, almost all the songs up on YouTube. There's live versions, and there's almost all the studio versions on YouTube as well. So there's um, the Facebook page and the fa- and the Bandcamp page are great places to check it out. And I think there's a Reverb Nation page. It's hard to keep track with all the sites out there. I know. Eric, I, I wanted to touch on something that I don't know if we already hit, but where is the band based out of? And did you have to move band, again? The, no, <laughs> The band is based out of Pasadena, California. Oh, cool! And yeah, I live in I live in Hollywood, so it's like a thirty minute drive. You know, very good. Is that north or is Pasadena north of Hollywood? For for why? Yeah, it's like northeast. Okay. Cool. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to move like cross country again. Yeah, I know. I know. It's been an interesting year with all these different bands and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I was playing with a band called Scattered Hamlet, and it was going great and I went to South by Southwest with them but I had seen Gypsy Hawk perform a number of times and uh, when I heard about the opportunity to audition for them I told myself I at least owed it to go out and audition to meet the guys and just to see how it went and that was actually on Valentine's Day which is kind of funny because that's sort of like a free day for a lot of musicians you know right right and, and we went out and the, the audition the jam just went awesome you know they had me learn like five tunes and and we went to an hourly rehearsal space that they uh, go to in Pasadena, and uh, it went awesome. And they kind of said, "Hey, man, um, you know, what do you think about joining the band?" I was like, and I, I told them, "Well, hey, um, let me think about it because I have just been performing with another band recently." But um, I thought about it, and and I made my decision. Great, was, great. Well, good for you. And yeah, from what I've heard of the band, I think it's a great decision, and we encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to check you guys out when you come through their town, uh, you know, on this tour, or on the next tour, and or whenever. But definitely do yourself a favor and check out Eric and his band Gypsy Hawk, uh, the newest member of Gypsy Hawk. And we were going to play right. Guidance. Is that a good song? You think? Or, or yeah, it's a, it's a great tune. I mean, there's uh, I, I like Guidance a lot myself, but I just wanted to make sure that was cool with you, or if there was a better one you'd rather us play. Yeah, play Guidance. Uh, Commander of the High Forest is another killer tune. If you have time for two of them. Okay. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Excellent. <laughs> Eric, thanks very much, man, for hanging out again with us. You're one of our, our favorite uh, guests, our, our good friends. We had the opportunity to hang with you, which was awesome, and just want to say thanks again. Well, thanks for, thanks for having me, John. <laughs> and hey, Eric, one quick question. You ever hear from Chris Gillen, that, the guy with that great voice from uh, from Michigan? Yeah, man. I, I talked to him all the time. I talked to him a few days ago, and he just had a baby. Oh, um, great. He's still gigging out in the Detroit area, and he's in a number of, of projects. And, you know, I, I mean, there was some talk that he was going to audition for a couple of uh, national acts, but it, it didn't quite work out with the timing of uh, 
of his wife having a baby. You know? Yeah. So, um, you know, I always feel bad because I, I did an interview with him and then we never we never aired it on, on Talking Metal. But uh, just because I felt unprepared and I felt the, the interview was a complete disaster on my end. Uh, <laughs> so if you ever talk to him and, and he has a new project that he's uh, promoting that, that falls under the, the metal genre, tell him to definitely uh, get in touch with me because he's a, a great voice and people should know about him. Definitely. No problem, man. I'm sure I'll be talking to him the next couple days. Cool. And this is Gypsy Hawk on Talking Metal. Thanks, Eric. Good luck with your gigs. Take care, man.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.